Hello and welcome to this week's podcast. This week is, I think, podcast number 19. Uh, how have we got this far? No idea. I, I, I never thought we'd make it to 20. Well, never probably never thought we'd make it to 10. But well done everyone for getting here. And well done all you guys out there for watching. Uh, what have we been up to this week, guys? Sweating. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Losing weight, all this heat. I can have his clog. Oh, oh, sweaty uh, Betty. Not a lot, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've been off, Gary. Yeah, yeah. but we're now we're cool. Yeah. <laughs> Good start yeah. there. Good That's start. Like we didn't yeah. we didn't rehearse that at all, no. did we? No, no. <laughs> That's not in the spreadsheet. It's not on the agenda. <laughs> it's not oh. on the agenda. Just in case, every we'll let everyone else in the little secret here. This week we decided that we were a little bit disorganised last week, weren't we? Let's be fair. And so what we decided to do is we've set up a new little group for ourselves to to post topics. And Jamie's done a spreadsheet with little green highlighted things. No, no, no. Mally did the green highlights. <laughs> well, hang on, but James, don't say nothing. James, get that up on screen and have, and talk. Mally's printed it out. Oh, no, yeah. right. You can't do and anything, Kenny. Right for bloody wrong. You know, try and help out. No, this is good. I like it. This is good. There we go. Jimmy's. Get that. Well, at least it's good to see you using it. Got to organise you bloody Look rabble. That. This is like analogue. This is like <laughs> digital versus film. Digital versus Fantastic. film. At least people will appreciate perhaps that we're trying to get a little bit organised because yeah, yeah we was we was a little bit flat last week I must admit Speaking I mean so. Jamie blessing me drove all that way from the Lake District to come back he was tired Mally had man flu in fact so I was a bit dis we had a little chat Mally about you last week and we thought if you don't pull your socks up we are going to have to replace you with like yeah, Bonnie right. Lankford <laughs> or- oh God he's a hitter <laughs> remember her. <laughs> Did oh. you- I'll tell you something, we went to see a show, we went to New York, me and Helen, quite a while ago, and one thing I wanted to do was go and see a show on Broadway, so we picked Chicago, didn't have a clue who was in it, and as as we kind of got the programme, it was Bonnie Lankford, and I had the same thought, I thought, oh, we've come all this way to watch Bonnie Lankford, she was fantastic, mate, she was absolutely incredible, so... Yeah, no, we're not going to knock Bonnie Langford. Okay. Did she play the male part? Did she play the male part? She was very bendy. Was she? She's like a banjo. <laughs> Are you sure it was Chicago you went to watch and not something else? <laughs> She's well, a human banjo. Did you have to put your money in a slot yeah. and this <laughs> thing opened up <laughs> and then it shut down? Not that, oh, no. Imagine going to one of those and getting Bonnie Langford. Oh, <laughs> oh Christ. Stop. Oh, I'm not going to. She was really good, and, and, and if Bonnie and if Bonnie Langford's watching, I'm, 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 a, I'm a huge fan. I get ready to step in at any second. He's got fifty p's with the two p's waiting for you. Yeah. Oh dear. So 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 moving on. I'm not sure how we can. Moving on, we were going to talk about uh, pub names. We've all picked a pub name, haven't we? From everyone's we submissions. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We've we've all yes, picked up. You, you know you have, Mally. Um, we want to say thanks very much. There were loads of submissions. It was absolutely fantastic. Uh, but here are the six pub names that we are going to go with. So, Mally, do you want to go first with yours? Uh, yes, uh, I, I chose the very sensible pub name of Gaping Aperture. <laughs> very sensible, Jamie. What do you pick? 
mine was very sensible and I thought it was quite apt. The Toggers Tavern. Okay, Darren, what, what about you, mate? It was tough because it was so many good names and it was hard to, to, to nail it, but I'm going to go with the Zoom In. Dave? Red Lion. I, I mean the, the Stop Down In. James, what did you go for? Uh, I went for Rusty Ballhead. Okay. And and the name of the pub? <laughs> That's Rusty Bum Rusty Ballhead. <laughs> well, I went for personally the pint and shoot. Although I did like the shutternutter, but I, I in the end I chose the pint and shoot. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna put those six names in a in a list in the description and then in the comments we'll sort of number them from one to six. If you guys could put your votes in and then I assume we haven't really sorted this out but I assume the, the winner the person who named the pub will win something like the, the gimbal or whatever and maybe we'll pick someone who voted at random to win something i.e. Darren's print does that sound good? or the other way around or something along those lines is everyone happy with that? yeah sounds yeah. good yeah, yeah. cool and I think to be clear we have we have no idea who chose those names because we just put it in a long list of names. So unless anybody can actually remember, it was the name rather than the person. It'll be on the comments, won't it? We, we can find yeah. out who done it on the. On but the we comments. did. What I'm saying is, we didn't choose it because of the person. We just chose the name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the, the only person that I can actually remember um, who commented was it was a name that we couldn't use. Is that Mikey? And that was Mikey's. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, do we, do we say it or should we just let people? No, it is. I can't remember. Else, it, yeah. There, is, there is an actual pub, as Dave's pointed out. Yeah, in the is UK. there? Yeah, yeah. yeah well, well, it was it? the it, it was the Cockwell Inn. Cockwell Inn. Uh, it was close second for me. That, yeah. but the gaping aperture was too wide. Jamie, I didn't point it out. If you read it's what I put, it, it the what I put was till it hurts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> nice. Missed that one, but there is one. I'm because sure I found when, one. in my very first job, I I was told by my boss it was one of these initiation pranks, like you know, water the rubber plant or whatever, it, or go and buy a bucket of stripy paint. I was told to send a, a letter to Miss Jane Likes, spelt with a Y, the <clears throat> in till it hurts. And I addressed this envelope, and it was only as I was writing it out I realised I'd been had, and it stuck with me all these many decades. Um, so the other thing that we were planning on doing is we are going to introduce a new feature. I'm not sure it's going to be weekly uh, or whether it's going to be sort of a slightly less often than that. But what we want from you guys, from the viewers, we want your Flickr feeds or your Instagram feeds, and if you post them in the comments below. What we'll do is we'll pick one every time we do the feature. And we'll all go through these feeds and we'll each pick our favourite images out and we'll we'll discuss what we like about them. So if you guys want to put in your Flickr feed in the, in the comments below, maybe next week, maybe the week after, we'll start that feature and we'll see how it goes. Because I think everyone enjoyed the Desert Island Discs or Desert Island Gits. I certainly did. You guys did as well, didn't you? With the... hmm. With, yeah, yeah. Kind of so so yeah so that's what we're going to do so right moving on moving on then we got some we got we got our spreadsheet haven't we we've got our spreadsheet with our with our subjects on so the first thing we're going to talk about this week is 
Mally wanted to discuss this, I think. Mally, didn't you, about projects? What projects? Do we have any projects for the future? I just think projects are an essential part of being a creative kind of person. Any endeavour. Pottery, poetry, or even photography, if you must. Poetry? Um, yes, poetry. I love a bit of bo- a poetry. I love a bit yes. of poetry. Yeah, as we I found out last night, beautifully wrote, eloquently written. Thank you very much. Yes, you're very welcome. So, uh, any projects, gentlemen? My little project, and it, it's happened... I've been thinking about this for a while, and uh, I've been leaning that way for a while, looking at film and looking at shooting with film. Uh, why? Mm, nostalgia, going back, maybe uh, inspiration to maybe make me look a bit more, take me time, think about photography in a different way. There's lots and lots and lots of aspects to why I'm considering shooting with film on and off. And I have been thinking about this long before Mr. T. He thought about it and a few other people. It seems to be happening everywhere. So I might not even vlog it. I might just go out and with the camera and take some film shots. And I'm hoping in this little room here to have an enlarger and a little Patterson tank and develop my own stuff, not just take some pictures and get them scanned in. So, guys, what what do you think about that? Firstly, what what's the attraction in the film then, Mally? Like I said, I think it's just the idea of of um, is it all it, the whole process basically? It's, that, it's where that's the only it part comes, of film that interests me. Perhaps it's, it's where it comes different. from, isn't it? It's it's the heart. It's the, your roots, if you like. It's like I'm going out shooting, and it's like go. So how did I get? How did we get to this point? And the roots in in photography, like. I started with film, but wasn't very good. I was using Ilford 400, and I'm, I, I just experimented. I, I love contact sheets as well. I think contact sheets are, are great to just look and mull over and work out where your crops are, and yeah. and then I to put it. Think of the, the, the famous like Magnum, the, Magnum photographers and the process, and the old street thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's where I was in Salford. I originally, was shooting a Practica. Uh, camera and a Pentax back then and I do miss that but I'm wondering about landscape and getting some Fuji 50 Velvia or whatever and 20 quid 20 quid for 36 shots no. so what's the what's the is it the is it the whole like I think what James has said is the whole process of the actual taking of the film images that you are wanting to do this for or is it the process of developing them? Or is it the actual end product and and the different feel that you might get from the actual film shot? Is that what what's the actual driver behind you thinking, right, I'm gonna go and do film? I think all of them. Yeah. I think it's the start, the the the, the aesthetics of holding it, putting the film in preparing to go out like like you know, if you go out on a night you'll like get your nice shirt on and you know, you get your farrer on and Put your shoes on and for you know what I mean. I think I think it's a bit of um, it's almost like a preparation, like like to prepare yourself for photography, which I kind of do anyway. When you go out vlogging, we all have our little nuances, don't we? We do something that prepares us for that shoot. Mine's I think usually we, a two two and a half hour drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I'm looking forward to that in the morning. Not. Do you think but, you've got to put more thought into it? Obviously, because you don't have that LCD review preview on the back of your screen. So you've got to think of what you're doing. You've got to get your external light meter. You've got to get it right, aren't you? And especially well, if you're talking about limited amount of shots. If you've got a yeah. roll of film, you've got to be really careful, haven't you? I suppose you've got more, take more time. But the, there's the uh, inspiration bell ringing right there, where it's like, it's exciting. This this is a one-off chance. It's 36 shots. If I get two out of it, I'll be absolutely made up. You could just turn your LCD review off. Yeah, monitor. well, I've done that. I've done that before. I've done that in the past. I've done that. That is the next stage, like Gary said, where it's then the the tactile, the look, the feel, the, the process, the developing, and producing something solely from scratch to... I know you do that digitally, but there's a computer and there's there's things involved yeah. where this is probably something I'm, I think I'm looking forward to doing uh, as a, a technique of learning, of excitement, of exploration, of inspiration, and just to just to go back to the the root of why I actually loved photography originally. Not that I've been finding it hard or anything recently, lately. It just I just think it'd be nice to go and find and go back to that start of what excited me, what what excites anyone I suppose in photography. You've got, you've got your roots from there, so I can understand you going back and you're reliving that introduction of photography, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was the Morrison days as well. It was back in the time when it was the doors and, you know, I was yeah, doing, yeah. doing things like really wild 90s. time, 90s outside shooting just crazy images I had long hair down to here and I think you'd find the doors were quite a long time oh they were the but there was the resurgence wasn't there in the early 90s where you, your Bob Marley's the doors you it's know when the film came velvet, out, the Oliver Stone yeah. film came yeah, out it as did, well, if yeah. you remember. Yeah. I was yeah. going to ask how old you were for a minute there because I thought you were a similar age to me like and I was like one I think when he died <laughs> Um, Did, didn't you do a vlog, Dave, recently where you did something similar to that, where you challenged yourself? You didn't actually have film, but you simulated what it would be like to have a film camera, didn't you? That's correct, yeah. I did it because somebody suggested it as an idea, and I took it up. I don't think if I'd had the idea myself, I would have done that. I shot with film back in the late 70s, early 80s. It's how I started, and... I have no interest whatsoever in going back to film because, you know, once people that used to ride around on horses, when they invented cars and you could afford a car, what do I need a bloody horse for? But people still to this day ride horses for fun. And it's just a matter of what you might enjoy. I totally get that Mally will get something out of it. I won't because I don't have a great nostalgia for it. I find it's like having one arm tied behind your back in terms of creativity. I was going to say, I wonder, sorry, comment. No, go on, Gary. I was going to say, I wonder whether that's the thing. It's the fact that you've done it already. And, and you know, a lot of people who've maybe done these things that have now moved on appreciate the fact that it's so much easier now because, because the technology is advanced in whatever. And in this instance, we're talking about film photography. So maybe people who haven't done it so much, and I mean, I know Maddie said he's done it a bit, but people who haven't done it so much, maybe they want to go and try it out as a, mm. almost like, kind of like a, the, the sort of a bit of a hipster thing, you know, like, oh, I'm going to, you know, when people go back and buy vinyl, 
because they they, they you know yeah. MP3s are, are sort of virtual, whereas having it holding a piece of vinyl is is very tangible, and they so often feel that the sound's richer from that. Maybe that's no, no, this I think, is it. I think this they'll is have a deeper. cassette player. They'll have a Sony no. Walkman with Riders on the Storm and a load of background hissing. <laughs> no, I think this is deeper for me. This is much deeper. This is about art. This is about creating something and a pride and a way of seeing and looking, which you do do. Yes, but on, on digital. That, on I'm not. I'm not separating it from digital. But I think the idea of having the Load the film, the film. So it's not the end product. The it's not the end product, then, isn't it? It's how you get into the end product. No, it, the build up to the end product. Because I think you can replicate. It's, it's, like, any it's film. like Darren. It's like Darren made uh, the hide from scratch. So in his back garden, he had nothing to do with bird watching, and then by the end of that video, he had a perfect place to get wonderful shots of wildlife in your garden, and there was that kind of pride and detail and attention and time and care and, and just a process building to a, a final product which then I would like to think I could make something that was equally as good as what Darren did with the camera and the piece of film and then the See, enlarger I, I get and that, <clears throat> when it comes to film photography what you've just said there Mally, I totally get because it's it's not just taking the the image or the quality, perhaps of the image, it's the whole process, and I think you've got to enjoy, or at least want to attempt to do the whole process from yes. start to finish. You know that that, that perhaps makes it appealing. Yeah. Whereas for me, it just it that doesn't that just doesn't appeal to me. You know, going through that whole process i just don't feel that i i struggle for time anyway at the best of time let alone introducing that element into my life and and into my photography i think it was something that i would possibly get frustrated with very quickly but i certainly understand the the appeal that you're that you're looking at it's like yeah i mean you're absolutely right darren because people people still do oil painting and you know you could argue that photography superseded painting you could argue that multiple colours from oil paint superseded some caveman mucking about with a bit of oxblood or whatever it may be. Things move on, but it doesn't stop people enjoying no, using no. An, a, a, a past medium. It just holds no interest for me. And yet, the sort of people who I admire as photographers do tend to be very skilled in film. Steve Anions, for example. Oh. Wonderful. When you look at some of his work, and it would be almost impossible to replicate it digitally, yes. some of what he does. Yes. The, so the serious, other thing as well... Question, oh, sorry. Serious sorry, question, Mally. Yeah, it was, was just, just before you said, the other thing about it as well is I do like to do things like this, like the 365. It, 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 it's not easy. The, the road is not he, easy to do. It, it's challenging, and I, I quite like that as well. So a serious question. I'm not. I'm not trying to lead you down any path here. I just. Yeah. I just. Just a genuine question. Do you think then that film photography? Do you think that you need to be a better photographer to to get the results on film? Because no. it sounds. It sounds like the way that you're describing it. Like I like to. You need to slow down. You need to be more thoughtful. You need to take the whole. Like if someone. Do you think if you said right, well, I'll take that, I'll take that same approach to my 
digital photography, do you think that you would up the level of your photography? No, it could or, go the other way. Yeah. I could do all this and can try to consider with 36 shots and get back and think, I should have just run around like a maniac and fired 36 shots off because it could work the other way where it might not be for me. Uh, we're talking 1990, 91 when I, I started film and I finished using film in 1998 at Salford University. So there was eight years almost, uh, between six to eight years of having a film camera in my hand. And yeah, there was a lot of rubbish in that a lot of rubbish but I did learn a lot but there was no digital cameras then so there was no uh, com comparison or comparing and uh, so I, I actually think going back and doing this it could fail I could be sat here in six months time going anyone want to buy an enlarger in a Patterson tank <laughs> <laughs> because it's not for everyone like you say Steve O'Neill he's just yeah, Paul C. Smith, who I mentioned last week. Um, even, you know, I'm a Mr. T. He, and, and there's quite a few people. There's quite a few people that are dedicated film photographers, and I think that is just in here. I think it's a love. I think, I don't think it's, uh, I don't think it's like, I'm better than you because I shoot film. Because film is where it all comes from. I think, I think it's just, it's a romance. It, it's also an attachment to, uh, the light and I think it's inner it's in that person creative ability like whether you would use gouache or oils or acrylics it's whatever medium that you really it excites you because the produce is good so for instance Rachel Talibert it takes waves and shoots um, predominantly seascapes and I think that's because she's attached to that do you understand what I mean? I think that's how it works. In even with a medium, you become attached to it passionately, and it's an outlet. And the results you get. So I'm hoping when I do this, I might get attached to it, and the results are exciting. I'll be like, oh wow, this is something that I could end up. As they say in America, your your niche. I don't know. It's fun. It's just fun. It's fun and it's roots and it's learning and it's experimenting, which I love all those. Has anyone else got any projects going that they're yeah, thinking about yeah. doing? Anyone else? Um, um, yeah, ongoing this year. We've got the uh, Carve Projects, which is your black and white photography, Yorkshire Dales. Uh, I've got a, a, one other going, which I not really added to it, but I'll probably include some other ones next year, perhaps. And it's good. I think Mally's already touched on it. It allows you just to be a discipline and focus on exactly what subjects and how you take those subjects. And I created a brief for each project and so far I've kept to it. And it's helped. I hopefully, hopefully, at the end of it all, I am thinking about doing a, perhaps a book, a photo book. Lovely. So there's an end, end product. Yes. Lovely that. Do you, not think, buy do, you, do you not think, though, that... Oh, I keep doing that, excuse me. Oh, clogs are falling off. Yeah, do you not think that you, you're limiting yourself a little bit by doing a project, you know? Because I've, I've often thought of doing a project, but then I start to think about going down the line. So I was thinking, oh, I, only the other week, I was thinking, I'd love to go and do some lone trees in, in the local area, go and capture lone trees at different times of the year, make it a project. But then I think... But then that's kind of shoehorning me into something and I might six months down the line or, or two weeks down the line or 
half an hour down the line, I might think, Do you know, I don't fancy doing that anymore. And then you kind of you feel a bit obliged to to, to continue your project because you've set. Maybe you feel like, well, yeah, you know. But you don't have to set a time limit to you, do you? You can do it over a, whatever period of time you want. If you want to just go out and do your own tree and then you get the right yeah, conditions exactly. and you think, actually, this is a cracking condition for that tree today, I'll go and take it. And then six months later, you do another one. It's all, you know, it doesn't need to be within a certain time frame, does it? You know, I've got I've, I've got Holm Fen as a pro- I guess you'd call it a project. I've not made it a formal project. I've not really talked about it. But Holm Fen is the area that I like to shoot. And I would like to do that place in different seasons different conditions just to experience those silver birches in those different conditions and show what they look like that to me is is a project because it's place i can go back to i can revisit it and i can learn i can learn what that place looks like in different conditions so you know that's a project in my eyes maybe it's more about the person maybe i i know that if i gave myself a project and then put it out there that i was thinking of doing this project i'd instantly feel the pressure on myself to start doing the project so maybe it's about me. You've got um, to have your heart in it then, Gary. It's obviously yeah. not right, whatever project you choose. Yeah. yeah. But I suppose it depends. Does it not depend on, on your motivation? I mean, if it's just so that you end up with a body of work on your hard drive, I can see how it might be easy to say, well, so what? But if it's some mechanism by which you're going to share it or even, you know, turn it into some commercial venture whether it be through a, a YouTube channel or whatever it may be, then it has some motivation behind it. And I think at that point, it's really important you pick the, the right project. And at the end of the day, if, if it doesn't work for you, it's not compulsory. Yeah. So yeah. I wouldn't worry too much about it if you go, oh, I tried that. Yeah, well, that wasn't working. So so what? I, I have a project on the horizon which has been kicking around for about a year now. Um uh, I, I'm thinking of doing a book on photographing Anglesey because there isn't one. Mm-hmm. And I got in touch with Nick Livesey's publishers and we had a chat and uh, it wasn't particularly well received. <laughs> Their attitude was, nobody gives a shit about Anglesey. <laughs> and I thought, okay, fair enough. You should see my inbox. Uh, but that wouldn't necessarily make enough sales so that, well, I could self-publish. So I've kind of scoped out the locations I might do, you know, chapters 1 through 25 and all that sort of thing. And then lockdown happened. So, uh, but that's that's what I've got on the horizon. But my motivation is that I'm providing a resource that complements what I currently provide so that people can get the most out of spending time in this neck of the woods. Because I get so many questions that would be quite easily answered by going, here's a book or here's a website or whatever it may be. And, you know, I, I do location guides and people seem to quite like them. So that would be a motivation for doing it to, to help people out. Um, it certainly wouldn't make any money off it. It's a labour of love. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Mm. Talking about I books, I can't, I can't see how, unless you've got a publisher, I can't see how self-published books work. I can't, I, you look at how much it costs... To, to actually print a book of any especially a photography book of any decent quality 
you'd have to be selling that for a ridiculous amount of money for it to actually work mm. in, from what I can or buy them in, in large bulks yeah, yeah. but then yeah. you're well, that's a big risk isn't it then you're yeah. outlying you're outlying yeah yeah, yeah well this. actually no that's that's not true at all Tim Day did a book on waterfalls yeah, and self-published through Amazon print on demand yeah yeah, yeah but to be fair his book was no disrespect to Tim but his book was a flimsy paperback book it's not you, you can that's you what can I had do, in mind you can, you can still do short runs digital uh, yeah, at a cost effective price obviously unit cost goes down once you do a volume but you can still do good quality case bound books digitally mm-hmm. you can do a hundred off quite easily yeah. and that'd be the cost zines. you about two or three quid each you can get the zine style as well and you can do a hardback zine style now and I think for let's create the winners every week of the, the competition I've been really researching this to produce this book as print on demand and so far it's coming to around £30 and it's going to be about 60 pages and, and I think that's reasonable and I think people will buy that because they're in it and I hope they do and they hold it as a mm. piece of pride there's, it's a non-for-profit book. It will be at the price on the website that the company charge, and all I'll be doing is is my time freely to design and create the book in uh, for November. And I think thirty pounds, between thirty and thirty-five pounds, is 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 reasonable these days for a hardback coffee table book. Absolutely, but you're not making any. Is this the mid-roll advert part? <laughs> <laughs> Midroll advert, yeah, midroll. But you're not making any profit on that at all. No. So no, as soon as you start looking at profit margins, the price yeah. of that book's going to have to go up to forty-five quid, probably. And yeah. then are people going to be prepared? And how? I mean, what? I, I don't know. What is? Is it a? Because for forty-five quid, if I was buying a book for forty-five quid, I'd be thinking, this has got to be spot on in terms yeah. of the quality. Did you say that Neil Bunnell's released a pre-order on his mystical book of Wisman Woods yeah. I think yeah. I, I haven't seen how much it's cost actually what what the price was £30 £30 up to about stepped. £90 a limited edition yes. oh okay okay. Yeah. I just yeah. want to show a book um, I recently bought and it's quite oh, Paul Wakefield The Landscape Oh, absolutely fantastic and it's massive absolutely massive wonderful that, book that cost me £48 yeah and it's hard but really good quality um of a hundred pages full of brilliant photo- photographs and yeah. I cannot and you cannot get hold of that book for you can't get it, no, no. I'm trying it's very hard to get it and I saw it for £68 I thought oh I'll, I'll wait and see if I can get I one snipped it second hand or something yeah, it's very generous of you James to offer that as a prize for the pub name as well <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's that sort of person isn't he yeah yeah I'm called the Grinch for nothing what about you, Darren? You you got any projects on the go? Were you thinking of or? Well, to be honest, I mean, I during obviously the the lockdown, I moved over from landscape over to to wildlife, and since the restrictions have been released a little bit uh, or relaxed a little bit, I've started to get back more into my landscape photography. Um, but I've actually realised that I'm really missing the wildlife. Ooh. I had a Ooh. sneaky suspicion that I might, con- I might continue with the wildlife um, after lockdown. But but oh. now I'm thinking, oh crikey, could this be a little bit more than just killing time during lockdown? Am I kind of getting quite hooked 
with, with this. And yeah, so the last, I think the last three weeks I've been focusing on more of landscape, but I, I, I'm missing wildlife. And I just don't know where this is going to take me. This this may even lead me in a direction where wildlife is, or landscape is actually competing with wildlife or vice versa. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't no. think there's anything wrong with that. I mean, you know, when I, when I can... I like to get out and shoot street photography and I think there's no reason why your channel can't be a more rounded photography channel. It doesn't have to just be landscape or wildlife. It can be landscape and wildlife, you know? Yeah. Well, viewers can choose whether they watch it or not, can't they, whether it's yeah. landscape or wildlife. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. I, but I think for me, I've just... Uh, I don't know. I just find... I think when I'm in... We was kind of talking a little bit about this before you and Dave joined... Um, different locations and you know I'm I'm just the kind of person that really gets inspired by the mountains and I think if I was if I could get to Snowdonia at the moment then you know I, I, I would but because I can't um, I just find the wildlife exciting in my area Like when I go walking with, with Dave you know I get a buzz about being in the mountains uh, and I've and, and I've realised I'm getting the same buzz uh, when I shoot wildlife, just not knowing what's going to come along, being as quiet as possible. Yeah. And you, you, you know, it's it's yeah, it's, it's I just get this, uh, and I've I've missed the last few weeks because I haven't been shooting it. I've really missed it, and and also as well because you don't have to go out for hours and hours on end. You know, I can go five minutes from here. Um, you know where the owls flying around, or you know, or just, and, and I can perhaps have half an hour before work, before jumping in my van and going. So, yeah, the project—I don't know if you can call it a project. I'm just, uh, I'm just saying it. Kind of, I'm thinking out loud that I'm just really missing the wildlife, and I'm going to get back on it next week. Have a look at Steve Mathis. Have a look at Steve Mathis, Can right. um, Canadian, um, between the borders, American, Canada. Shoots yeah. a lot of wildlife, but shoots a lot of landscape. Very yeah. inspiring. Well, I've got, I've got, I've got. Sorry, I've got a video coming out not tomorrow, but in two weeks' time, and I really have tried to incorporate my wildlife into my landscape, and it actually it works really, it works well. It really mm. did. So, I, and I've been going to Suffolk a little bit recently, and. I've been trying to incorporate some some wildlife there. Unfortunately, them trips haven't worked. I can visualise it. I took a really nice landscape image of the River Stour. Um, really kind of dramatic skies. It looked so nice. Um, but there was nothing for your eye to rest on. And I thought, what would look really nice on this river if there was a swan? Because there is a, a, a swan's nest only like you know kind of about 50 yards from where i was taking this image but they didn't arrive so i went all the way back there last weekend and uh, the swans didn't appear, appear again you know so it's very kind of hit and miss but i am trying to inco if i can if i can nail it then i think that would be that'd be quite a nice a nice compromise to gel the two together mm -hmm. i was going to say so hypothetically then if you were up a mountain and you had some epic light and it was gorgeous conditions and then all of a sudden you saw i don't know you're in the winter and you saw a mountain here that was on the side of the, the mountain yeah. and it was a classic shot 
and you thought, right, I've got a choice now of an epic shot of that mountain with light, or I've got a mountain hair shot that's absolutely beautiful. Which way would you shoot? The landscape all day long. Would you? Because I because I could I be in the mountains. Right. So the way I'm feeling currently at the moment, I'm not just talking about sitting here tonight, but you know this this period in my life now, it's still the mountains every day for me. But because I can't get to the mountains. The wildlife is the closest that I can get to feeling that 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 buzz when it comes to going out shooting photography. Any 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 form of photography, you know. But I th- I think you make a really interesting point, and it kind of wraps up nicely all the aspects we've been discussing. Is that buzz? Is that enthusiasm? So Mally with his film, you know, yourself with your wildlife, James with his project. I'm with you, Darren, on mountains, of course and you know we all have something that really floats our boat and I think that's across the board for all photographers but also for all creative people I mean you know we talked about oil painting and gouache and acrylics and all that sort of thing and I think that whatever you have to do to feel creatively fulfilled is worth pursuing whether it's within the confines of a project or whether it's just get out there and do it you know just don't sit around and think oh well you know just just go try something because you might find something you really enjoy and other people will really enjoy and full circle there's nothing better than inspiring people it just is a wonderful thing so talking about that so actually talking about that moves this really nicely onto our next topic which is about vlogging (laughs) so can I have a wee? Yeah. Oh, look, we got a really smooth transition there. I was, I've been waiting for us to change topic, and I'm just yeah. sitting here crossing my legs. So moving on, that, that toilet break brings us really, you know, smoothly into our next topic that we were going to talk about. Um, so this is one of my this is one of my questions, and I've been thinking about this quite a lot lately. And the question is. Or the subject is is do we need to stop vlogging? That's it. No. Do we, <laughs> do we need to stop vlogging to be recognised for our photography rather than our personality? Because I feel like whenever I watch anybody's vlog, I tend to judge their photographs on their personality rather than the actual photographs. I do tend to gravitate to the better photographers but I will still there's still an element of your personality in your photographs if you like the person you're more inclined to find their photographs appealing and if you don't like them you're more inclined to find them less appealing whereas if they're just out there on Twitter and you have no idea all you see is a a username and you have no idea what that person's like Mm. you judge the photographs on their merits okay so a question again let's say that you stop vlogging today and you spent the next uh, three months just purely concentrating on your photography, how would you market yourself? Well, how would I, it's not about marketing myself, it's how I would, how I would expect to see my photography judged, if that makes sense. So I would post on Twitter, and I would post on Flickr, but I think what I would have to do, honestly, is I would have to post under another name. And, the only way that you can really have your photography judged is if it's if is if it's 
separated from your personality, in my opinion. But you, but you would need to be then. You're talking about like entering competitions and because what because what I'm saying is, I suppose with YouTube, you know, there's a, there's a lot of people that that watch YouTube for people's images, obviously. Whereas if you didn't vlog, and you wanted to be recognised as a photographer, then you would need to obviously market yourself. So that would need to be through, say, Instagram or Flickr. But I'm not too sure you would attract, say, like the right audience to critique your photos. So then you would really need to surely go into loads of competitions. So then you started to get a name for yourself. Yeah. Does I, that make sense? Yeah, no, it makes perfect sense. I think my my issue my issue with it is it's it's I get I get exactly where you're coming from. And I think it would be incredibly difficult for someone who isn't a YouTuber and who isn't prolific in competitions, for instance, to get their work out there. But my issue is more, I was thinking about this the other day. So there's a lot of people on, and I really don't want to make this sound, I've got to be really careful with how I say this because I don't want to alienate viewers, right? But there's a lot of people who watch YouTube and if they like you, they will they will tell you what you want to hear. They will say, that was great, that was amazing, this was fantastic, this was brilliant. So I, there's been loads of times that I've put out a vlog and I've gone, I don't do, this is, none of the photos are that good and I don't like this vlog at all. But people go, that's great, that's amazing, this is fantastic. You, it's like you put an image out on Instagram, people know you as a vlogger and it's so easy just to go, I mean, they've made it ridiculously easy, tap, 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 tap is a like, tap, tap. They make it easy to like. They make it easy to critique in a split second. I like that person. Tap tap. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I, yeah. the more I look at it nowadays, the more I think I want my I want my photography to be judged objectively and not subjectively. I want someone. I want. There are certain people, like for instance, James. Right. I know that if James says I like that, he likes it. Because he's quite open to say, I don't like that. But I want that on a, on a you know, on a, on a, oh, it's really hard to explain, but I want my... I know what you mean. You, yeah. You're gaining merit because of the photography, not of the character. And you're yeah. looking at that, that person with that photograph. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of high-named, um, big-name vloggers, for instance, who are very popular on likes such as Instagram and they get a lot of likes that way. Without that image or that link that, to their personality, they won't get that many, most likely. No. I, to I, to can, I, I can totally I just, agree yeah. with can that. Can I just I, come at this at a I've different angle? There's a different angle to this. We're looking at this as photographers. There's a lot of people who see your videos, Gary, and like and like it in the way you've just expressed that they like it because oh they're like they're not photographers they like it because you've done something that you've created something you've got off your ass you've gone out and you've done something and they like it nothing has to be a perfect from a photographer's point of view i'm finding more and more as i go deeper into this there's a lot of people who just love seeing people who are creative no, I agree. I completely agree with that. Yeah, but no, that's not the point. That's not the point. Yeah. If you put a person, an image, you can link to, then you're not going to get as much popular views. Yeah. That That's the point. I want to judge my... I want to ascertain my level 
as a photographer. And I well, can't Vlogging's get... not the place to do it then. Exactly. This is what I'm mm, saying. That's it. I can't so 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 for so for me to to get a true reflection of my level of as a, as a photographer, I just need to stop vlogging then. No, no. There's two separate the two separate entities that join together. But you're gonna have two different types of audiences. So if you wanna be recognised as a photographer, you need to move in photography um areas of photography people ah but then comes the next issue right because if you move in the areas of photography people they have let's say an issue go on, go on. to a, a level with, vloggers. with vloggers so yeah. they would judge me the other way so our first thing popped in my head was stephen king and the batman books okay Steve, stephen king produced a body of work under the name Bachman. so like do a that. pseudonym pseudonym yeah yeah, yeah. A, a separate name for all you know I might have one right now Johnny Bigwellies <laughs> just don't know are you Rachel Talibart calling can you not be both though Gary can you not be recognised as a vlogger and recognised as a good photographer jointly the, you know what, why why has it got to be one or the other because well, you I are know, I'm, I'm just asking for, for you as an individual how do you measure your right. level of photography how do you measure so, that because if you if you try and measure it by YouTube it doesn't work because people will go yeah. I love what you did I like you as a or I hate you as a person or I like you as a person I love what you did therefore my my comments are based on you as an individual and maybe I, to I, a part I don't get your that. images mm. but not necessarily mm. you, you, I want to be I, I want to know I don't want. I don't want to say to someone, "Don't you know?" I just want to know for myself what level I am as a photographer because I don't know, and it's so hard when you get people. I get. I'm terrible at taking praise, and when someone on YouTube says that's fantastic, it's like say for instance, like my my mother-in-law, right? My mother-in-law. She loves my photography. Sounds like a Les Dawson joke. No, she, oh, she loves my photography. Take my mother-in-law. <laughs> oh, you know. No, but she says, every time I post a picture, she said, this is absolutely beautiful and I love it. Right? And, but... She's got where's, where, yeah, but where's Here's the, a test then. I know, here's, here's yeah. a test. Next time you're on Instagram, flick through, just look at the images. Yeah. Don't look at the name. That's what I do, though. That's, yeah. That's what I do. I, I never look at the names. I just look at, I just, I like that, I like that. And then right, I'll look and yeah. say, oh, okay, that's so-and-so. But, but um, that's how could be liked one of mine by accident. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry about that, Dave. <laughs> I, I could go somewhere with this, but I No, won't. come on, Mally, go. Mally, no, go. come no, on, Mally, go somewhere. <laughs> the old Mac. Are yep. you ready? Are you ready? I don't want to upset anyone. Uh, Put his I organ might be, on. I might be shit. No, that's a, Gary's job. I, yeah. I, might be, I might be shit as a photographer. Hold on, I'm struggling to get some guys. Right, so there's this thing. Right? Sure, Mondays. Sherm, I know you can't even read it. It's oh, yeah. It's, oh, a, crack, it's a cracking, li- cracking little book. Sure, uh, Mondays on Twitter. I do it every week and I never get anywhere. I did, it. I did it on Monday. I didn't know what it was. I did it because you did it. Right, so here's where Gary's, what he's saying. I do it every Monday. And I know in my heart, I know I've put some good pictures out. It's not big-headed, this. 
this isn't this isn't me saying that I'm good because I know I I'm learning, and and this is where I get annoyed that there's no such thing as an expert in photography, right? Now I'll just take us full circle to share Mondays. I have not a cat in hell's chance of ever ever getting in that book. Unless someone sorry, can what, say what down below, unless someone can say down below, actually, just to get anyone to, well, when you get through and you win, you go on Wex, Wex Mondays, Sure Mondays, or you go on Photo Speed. And if you go on the Photo Speed one, you get your picture printed out and it goes up in an exhibition at the photography show, which would be. That would be awesome, yeah. wouldn't it? Come on, all of us here would think that would be wonderful to achieve. This is on that. Twitter, by the way, Darren. So you it's hashtag, you hashtag, hashtag your image. Hashtag, yeah, I, and I didn't want to, I didn't want to, I didn't want to go here. But he, Gary asking this question in in the recess of my tiny little brain, there's been a voice saying, "But you're a vlogger. You're never going to get chosen. You're a vlogger. You're shit." And it's there. There's this constant nagging in the back of my mind saying, you're never going to make it anywhere in photography. You know, it's just there. Why? Why is it there? I don't know. I can't answer that. I, I can't say why because... Uh, this is, is my exact a, point now, Is it a click? Is it because my photography shit? Is it because I'm just not good enough? And that's the honesty of it. I do think a lot of my photography isn't good enough yeah. but that's the it point. isn't good enough that's the point, so that's fair it? enough that's fair enough my photography's not good enough oh he's shouting fine. he's shouting he's shouting fine <laughs> fine it may be the fact that your photography doesn't follow a certain style because there is a certain element maybe if I lay in a field for six hours and shot a butterfly at f1.8 oh come on yeah. that was a great Bat shot lit. that was a really nice shot that was a great no, shot no no wait a minute but his point no, no, is no, there's no, been no, no. A, a lot of well, butterfly shots there's a lot there of are. I have seen a lot, and, right. and really and shallow depth of field to mention a, a, a certain person who I think was he wasn't the originator no of course not but Neil Burnell did a beautiful shot and he had tried for a long time to get this shot. He perfected it to get this shot. And there's been a lot since. So he's a, he's a trendsetter. He, he created something that people follow. And it's a winning formula. I'll be honest with that you, That is where I get upset. That is where I do the bounds of vlogging. So why do you shoot butterflies in Mali? Because, because could you imagine me in a butterfly? Can I probably eat it <laughs> by accident? You know, it probably fly in me. That'd be a great shot, though. I'll, I'll be honest but with you, fly on my tongue. I'll be honest with you. There are there are names on Twitter who could take a photograph of their dump that would win Wex Mondays. Then that's a fact. Well, that's not a fact. But there are names on Twitter, and every week you see. I I did it last year. I watched it last year. I entered about three or four times, and then I watched and I looked at a lot of the entries each week, and I thought. There's some really good shots on here, but it's the same names who come up again and again and again and again. And funnily yeah. enough, funnily enough, all of those names are quite well known. They're quite well known. And well, there was the landscape for the year. Are they landscape images? No, not all. Not all. Not all. I tell you for why because as I don't really kind of go to. Sorry, to, it costs to, money. To, that let me just pick it up. Um, to camera club, but I've been a couple of times. But a friend of mine goes uh who's a really good landscape photographer and every week they kind of have to you know enter different photos and 
uh, and doesn't always have to be uh, of a particular genre. It's just whatever photo you want to to enter. And uh, he often says that at the end of the year, nine times out of ten, it's a wildlife photographer that will win over a landscape photographer. Because mm. I think some people are just naturally attracted to, you know, they would perhaps appreciate an owl hunting more than possibly a great, a great storm over a peak in Snowdonia or the Lake District for argument's mm. sake. Ca- camera club judges, they want, like, I, I'm a member of a camera club and they literally say, we, we, we're crying out for wildlife photographers. The East Anglian Federation every year, year after year after year after year, their exhibition winners are of a hare in a field or a butterfly or something doing, you know, an animal doing something. You could put in the most amazing landscape and they won't even look at it. Or you could put in a composite image of a woman dressed up as Dracula with a night sky and a, and a waterfall in the foreground. That'll do well as well, probably, or a chessboard or something. You know, someone someone dancing <laughs> on a chessboard that'll do well but if you like it's true that's what they look for but i will say at least with at least with camera clubs it's anonymous it's anonymous judging they don't know who you are they they come in and they and there's no names on the images and all they see is the images and they judge it on the image and it might be that a wildlife image always does better or or like i said a, a fantasy composite image always does better but on twitter would think the likes of share mondays and wex mondays it's not everyone knows exactly who's entered that photo and it's and i watch it and it's the same people every week or every other week if someone in i'll look and go oh so and so is entering a photo they'll be on the shortlist guarantee it. it could be a picture of they could be it could be a landscape shot a wildlife shot a fantasy shot a shot of a car a still life shot a macro shot it could be anything if that name's on the list they'll be on the shortlist and lo and behold they always are and when you look at the book and you look through the images and you look through it all, don't get me wrong, there's some fantastic photography, very inspiring. And they do a very good job of uh, of curating it to a point of a certain style of photography. But I have to say, when you do go through the book, there's 10, 15 names that repeatedly almost go in a cycle. And uh, and I hate saying that because I feel like I'm, 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 saying, I'm saying something... <laughs> Who's saying they aren't the better photographers, though? Uh, who's pardon? Who's saying they're not the better photographers? Who's saying they're not producing the better f- photographs on, on entering the competition? Because the standard is pretty good. The standard you can't is, deny is, that. It, it it can be pretty good. It can be pretty good. Subject matter, light, um, the combination of certain things aesthetics straight away say that's a good shot originality mm-hmm. not so consideration but, but and Gary is your is your issue and I know it's a question rather than issue right? <laughs> and I don't want it to step you know, back to, to, to that but what I think what you're saying is that as a vlogger you're not seen in the same level of respect as a photographer than you would be because you're a vlogger so you, because you're a vlogger you're not getting into that level of photography circle respect but you know going back to your original question are you able to be respected as a photographer 
um, whilst being a vlogger, or should you pack up vlogging and start on our photography? Then surely that's the question. And whether you whether you get anything recognised on Wex Mondays or share whatever, it's irrespective, really. It's the recognition of that you are yourself improving your photography. You're getting recognised by your peers that your work is great and it's improving. And therefore, as a photographer, you are improving, irrespective of whether you're vlogging it or not. It's a game, I, though, isn't it? I, 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 it's a game, though. Let's face it. It's a game, isn't it? It's a game, all of it. All of this is a game, and I ain't playing it. But I'm I, making I, my own I, shit. I, I, I'm doing my own stuff, making my own vlogs, and making my own photography, and I ain't playing that game. I ain't going sucking no one. I ain't going this. I ain't going that. I do it for myself. Game over. Uh, in Keep answer, entering, Molly. In, in answer Keep to, entering. What was, in, what was the answer, girl? In answer no, to I'm you, not. Jamie. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> in, that like, Vimto's good stuff. Yeah, it's really good. Will <laughs> you share that? <laughs> it's good to have him back, Don it's, yeah, it's good to see you Come back, on, Gary. It's good to have you back, Manny. But in answer to you, firstly, the, uh, I'll answer James quickly about Wex Mondays and Share Mondays and all of those things. They are better photographers. They are the better photographers. But that's why they're they, they are they're they're a good standard of photographers. But then I wonder if you get to a certain standard, it doesn't matter what produ- what you produce because you're known as a good standard photographer. Does that make sense? So oh, although their working. although their photography is of a good is at a good level, you could probably drop your level for a week but still do well because you're known as a good photographer. So they're not judging it on the photography; they're judging it. Oh, on the you person. could put the highest level of photography possible out yeah. there, but because you're a vlogger, you've not. Yeah, jammed. yeah. But in 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 answer to your question, Jamie, I am not moaning or saying it's. I'm not saying that I I don't feel respected because I'm a vlogger. I'm saying that because it works the other way because. I get so much praise and so much fantastic this, fantastic that, fantastic shot. This is amazing. That's amazing. On my comments in my on my YouTube, as we all do, that you don't you just don't know where you are because you don't know whether that's accurate or whether it's inaccurate and you're getting too much praise. If that makes sense, I mean, yeah, I'm, but but Gary, are you are you not conflating praise and accuracy? Because at the end of the day, we've discussed it countless times everything's subjective mm-hmm. if if a lot of people happen to like what you do in and you put it out on a platform that makes it accessible to a lot of people then you give people some pleasure they that you know they tune in on a monday lunchtime and they go i like that and so i would pose the question to you is does it matter yeah because mm-hmm. at the end of the day that the, the the levels of enjoyment that you get out of it if you don't have some kind of objective yardstick that's based on some kind of accepted uh, cabal of upper echelon photographers, does it matter? Well, and quite, it, you know, it, frankly, I, I'm cabal. gonna finish. Let, let me go finish. On, let me on. finish. Cabal. Sorry, cabal. I'm all finished. Go on. <laughs> you still come back to this Give thing that you're doing it voluntarily. You're, you have the option to not do it and just put your photography out there and see what happens or, quite rightly, put it out under the Stephen King pseudonym policy and see what happens. The, the thing about it is, it, it strikes me, you kind of almost make a rod for your own back by over-analysing it. Just do your photography, have a nice time, chuck it out there and move on. Yeah, because yeah, that's here, what I here. do, and I here, have here. no angst over it whatsoever. You don't need a yardstick. Uh, of course, I'm making a rod from my own back. That's that's me. That's what I do. That's, but <laughs> what I mean, in, in, a, in an ideal world, gal, in an ideal world, would you like 
to be a really recognised photographer and stop vlogging. Like Boom. ideally, would you like to be, you know, from say like like the, the Rachel Talibarts who who doesn't vlog, but everybody kind of seems like you know, obviously knows her name. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't like to be that. I love what I do. I love vlogging. I just would like to know where I am. I'd like you're to. You're probably never going to know that. No, I know, you? but I, I, because if people know you, then they know your personality. Yeah. Do you want me to tell you, Gary? Gonna, where and you then are. they're going to judge. No. It. I mean, I've seen. Do you want me? Certain. I've seen. Well, like we all have. We've seen certain um, photographers um, who have a YouTube channel, as you say, people, and they'll post a, a photo on Instagram. It might not be, be particularly great, but they've got loads of comments on it purely for the fact that they like the vlogger more than the yeah, photo. I, I think it does make a difference when you get recognition from your peers or your peers that you respect as well you mentioned you know you guys there and you know you mentioned James earlier on there's somebody that you'd respect for, for his honesty but you know I was and I'm, I'm not saying some, this is there something you want to share no 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 I wasn't I'm not saying it because of that but I did actually have an image <laughs> that I tweeted this week that got liked and commented by two very well respected landscape photographers and that to me was recognition that it was a shot that I knew myself was a cracking shot, but we get, to get that recognition from other people, yeah, it, it well, that's that, really that nice of Mally and James. Shot. Well deserved, though. Yeah, but Mally and James, you've got to respect their opinions. <laughs> yeah, Cheers, Jamie. Yeah, <laughs> I know exactly what you mean, Jamie, and it's exactly I, sh- I can share your feeling because that's that's happened as well. You know, the, yeah. there's respected photographers who produce high quality. Uh, uh, images and when they like it this is how I judge my photographer I yeah. I get my um, judgement really based on Twitter because there's some really good photographers on Twitter if I get a lot of likes, a lot of comments on images I post on Twitter then that's you know, sort of standard yeah. I, I look for yeah there you go so that one then Gary well I feel I feel <laughs> Warm glowing. So post more on Twitter. Post more I, on Twitter. more competitions. I, I do post on Twitter, and and and, yeah. and I was actually going to say that I've had a couple of comments from the same people that you guys have had comments from, and that does make me feel happier. But then the trouble is, is the cynical side of me thinks, well, is that because I'm just doing a lot more vlogs and I'm I'm further down the line of being a vlogger, and maybe you just do eventually start to, you know prove that you can produce work of a standard i don't know it's it's very difficult it's very difficult see i i haven't had any comments from whoever these people are you don't don't post on twitter dave i'm just i'm just trying to pretend i don't care yeah but you don't post on twitter (laughs) all right dave i'm with you on that one no actually i do post on twitter i've only got about three followers so nobody sees it (laughs) the thing is um at the end of it van gogh there's loads of artists did they get any recognition? They do now. Not on Instagram. They do now. So does it matter? Does it really matter? Yeah, but would they have yeah, had more if they had a YouTube channel? Just, just get get cut need... my ear off. Yeah, Gary's, yeah. Gary's going to die a, a sad man, though. Pass He's got to be done now. rusty spoon. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I, I rusty ballhead. I guess you just think... I just You just you want to improve as a photographer, but you want to know where you are. I like the work I do, but I don't know if... You know, it could be. Yeah, but you've hit the nail on the head there. You like the work that you do. Is that 
you know, is that not enough? No, I want everyone else <laughs> oh, okay, to. Then. It's not for a lot of people. It's not. No, I, I've been. I must admit, I've been out quite a lot over the last. Well, I say quite a lot. Let's. Yeah, I've been out quite a lot over the last four weeks without the vlogging rig. I've, I've probably gone out. It's probably been about fifty-fifty. I've gone out without my without my vlogging gear. Um, I'd say fifty percent, obviously, with it. Now, up until I don't know, like say two months ago, I wouldn't go anywhere without my vlogging gear. But now I am starting to go out without it more and more. I'm starting to, not say care less uh, uh, about vlogging, less and less. But I'm just, I'm just really enjoying the photography, and for me. I'm getting more enjoyment out of the photography than I am the vlogging. Doesn't mean to say I don't enjoy vlogging, but I'm getting more enjoyment out of the photography. Do you feel your standards increase then, Darren? Each time you come back, if you're not vlogging, is a big big question. Do you think the no, standard I, of your I, photography is better or not? No, I don't feel that my standard of photography has improved. I kind of feel that I've had a better experience from my time out purely because I'm focused yeah and I'm you know just listening and just watching I'm just it's the whole the whole the whole experience of being behind the camera um, has been more enjoyable than if I've got to concentrate on talking to a vlogging camera as well I suppose it's harder as well especially if you're focusing on wildlife because it, it yeah. moves that quick it's, yeah. it's making the enjoyment yeah harder to to be achieved isn't it yeah think about the video but i I don't i don't think there's a single vlogger that would say that when they're actually vlogging that they're feeling better about their photography i think we accept that it has an impact on our enjoyment of the session because it's more work there's no two ways about it and in some respects that's what annoys me a little bit when people denigrate what we do as if oh yeah you're not a very good photographer no, yep. but I was doing a bloody film at the same time, you dozy twat. <laughs> yeah. So, do you know what I mean? Do you feel that we get to the point, like, I wonder, uh, in the back of my mind, I wonder whether I've gotten to the point as a photographer where I don't, I, I feel like I need to not vlog and concentrate more on the photography as I'm improving. You know? Try it for a while then. Why don't you just try it for a while? Yeah. Pack your video stuff away. A just new try project, it. Gary. A new project. project. Yeah. Photography without videography. But then I really enjoy the process of, of vlogging. And it's like, yeah. it, it's a real, that's the problem. It's the it's the, it's the conflict, the conflict mm. between the two. Like I went out the other day and I was, the, the, the vlog that's going to come out on Monday, I went out and I just, I got into the woods and I just thought, I don't even want to vlog this. I don't want to vlog it. I, I, I'm, I'm happy just with the camera and, and taking shots, but then I ended up vlogging it, and you you move you move on. But because you, like, you felt you missed out. Yeah. Do you yeah. feel that you've do you, you feel maybe that as as vloggers maybe we all started off and we weren't so good at photography, mm. and now we've reached a level of photography where you think I don't want to vlog it anymore because I feel like I need to focus more to push on to that next level of photography. Do you know what I mean? I think because, yeah, I think because me, me, I've got a, a wider audience out there through my channel, I think my standards got to improve because I've got a wider audience. Yeah. But yeah. here's something, Keep here's pushing. something that, that we could consider as vloggers. The extent to which you set the camera up and say, hello, thank you for joining me. And you've got to get that B-roll. 
What if you just took pictures and having bagged the pictures, you switch on the video and you go, well, what I've been up to is this. Because that would be really, really easy. It wouldn't impact on the photography at all. But you know perfectly well, people would write in and say, I like pic- I like you walking past the camera. I yeah. like seeing what they Exactly. See, I do. You can do that after you get the shot. I do. I always find the composition, do the B-roll, find the shot first, then I walk past camera several times, often two miles down the road, and come back and I'm knackered. You see, for me, I don't always, well, I know it sounds a bit crazy, I don't watch people's channels for their photography, but if, if I just wanted to look at their photography, I'd just go on their Flickr feed. Mm. I, I like the... The videos the because I like to see the surroundings. I like to get ideas. Jamie, I mean, Jamie's inspired yeah. me so much since lockdown because he, he shoots the fens. So straight away, I'm thinking, right, where can I go the weekend? Let's go on to Jamie's channel. I look what's about. You know, it's. It, it, I, I think vlogging is so much more to vlogging than just saying pretty pictures because if it was all about pretty pictures, we wouldn't have a it's channel. We'd just have flicker, yeah. a flicker feed. Yeah, yeah. I get, yeah. I, yeah. Agreed. Yeah. I, I get down, and I think we all get down, and I don't think it's anything to do with. Get down. It's, it's what James <laughs> said, though. It's what's about, up? What's up? Stevie Wonder impression again. Come on, go on, do your Stevie. Come on, do your Stevie. I can't deal with that. I just <laughs> called. Oh, Where's the glasses? All that thought. I, I think I think it's like James said it, about pushing, pushing and and reaching and trying harder and to perfect what you're doing, whatever it may be in your mind. Because each and every one of us has a different idea of what we perceive is good or what we go out and do. It's completely different in each and every one of us, in everyone in the whole world. It's we all perceive things completely differently. And where I have the problem is when it's you, you put in a box and told this is what's right, this is how I need to do it to do to tick a box and become this, or to be accepted, or to become known, or to be my peers to say well done. I'm sorry, but what's in my head is my head, and it's no one else's. If people mm. like it, well. So, so come on, Mally, it's, come on, Stevie. It's, it's ebony or ivory. Ivory is what it's, you're saying, then, is it? Yeah. It's There's a cue there. Yeah. It's a big cue. Ebony, ivory. Whose glasses are they? Mine. Have you got a cataract? <laughs> you look like Dennis <laughs> Taylor. He looks like Dennis Taylor. No glasses. No missuses. Back from 1983 or something. <laughs> I, I thought that was a brilliant impression of Peters and Lee. <laughs> Crikey, Dave, you're going back now. Well, Peters and Lee. <laughs> oh, bugs life. Oh, dear. <laughs> I've got something I wanted to say really quickly. Vlog of the week. Vlog of the week. We were going to talk about our favourite vlogs. I don't know if any of you guys have got one, but I've got one that uh, was really good this week. It was from a guy called uh, Stu McKenzie. Has anyone heard of Stu McKenzie? No? Okay, no. so he's pretty new. He's only got 65 subscribers. Now, I'm pretty sure he's a decent photographer. I think he, looking at his website, I think he was a cameraman for the BBC or something as well. But he was in the army and he was talking about PTSD in this in this vlog and about how photography's brought him back from the edge. 
and if you guys get a chance to watch it i really recommend it It was excellent and the vlog was actually called it was called photographic therapy and it was a guy called Stu mckenzie so and I, it's not massively long and there's a little intro beforehand and then there's a little bit of, of the actual vlog itself and i i thought it was really powerful and and he actually made the vlog to show his family to explain to them how he was feeling and i thought it was excellent so hats off to him excellent vlog i don't know if you guys have got and what any. was the name of the vlog again gary it's called photographic therapy by Stu mckenzie drop a link in the description i there, will Gary. do i'll drop a link in the mm. description and he and he's looks quite quite a good photographer as well so any of you guys got anything this week yeah there you go that's it manny mm. I, quite, I have i quite like watching jay gilmore's sort of short films because he's dropped oh, another he's one. just busted me oh see, sorry Dave. <laughs> <laughs> he, he dropped another one this week, did he? Ode to the Sea, was it? Something like that. It was only a yeah. short film, but he's, he's... Oh, get the name right. Come yeah. on. Ode to the Sea, I wrote down. No, it's not <laughs> yeah. Ode to the Sea. And the rest. Okay, that's the only bit I wrote down. Go on then, what, what, give me... I'll hand this over to David then, because he's got to be a sailor Oh, shit, i got to look it up really quick now. <laughs> Ode to the Sea, and you never got good at it if it was smooth sailing. Or something else. Uh, yes, smooth sea. Me, never makes a good sail or something. Yeah. That's that's exactly what I said. <laughs> so, so we all got it wrong. So okay. nothing like what Jamie said in the first place. No, nothing he, at all. He's actually no, very but good ja- Jamie is absolutely right. Jay Gilmore produces some amazing short films. Mm. They're not vlogs. They're works of art. He's done a couple recently. I mean, this week's was really good, but some of the ones he's done previously have been absolutely jaw-dropping. Very, very talented guy. And he hides his light under a bushel. And, you know, if if you're at a loose end, just get around and have a look at James. uh, Another guy who's got very few subs for... (laughs) Bushel. I can't help being eloquent. You never heard that before. Did we find out Cabal... Cabal, uh, James, uh, Cabal. not James. Is, it, is um, that with a K? Clive Barker wrote a book called Cabal, and it was a wonder. I'm in a very horror Great. writer's. He wrote Hellraiser. Did he not? He did, he did a book called Think. Cabal as well, and the film called Cabal. Anyway, J- sorry, Jay Gilmore's a, he's a, he's a very good. He's a very good and very underrated or underexposed vlogger. He's very good. And, uh, yeah, he's got, I'm just looking at it. It's called O to the Sea. Thank oh. you, Darren. It yeah. is. Jay Gilmore, yeah. O to the Sea, a short film, and North East. Hmm. That's it. And? No, there is no end. Ode to the Sea. I think you're referring to the thumbnail. Thumbnail, I, I thumbnail. No, I'm reading the, the description. Well, if you can't memorise the thumbnail, what's the point of making them? Thumbnails are really important. Has anyone else got one? Has anyone else got camera, a vlog? Camera conspiracies. I was just about to say that. Just he's off his head. He's brilliant, he's isn't he? just off his head. I love yeah. him. Tawny. A bit of Tawny, bit of tawny. 1.4. <laughs> the Tawny Northrop uh, Bokeh or Bokeh. Yeah. Do you know, when I first watched him, when I first watched him, I couldn't stand him. But now I think he's... Focus. Am I in focus? I think he's brilliant now. I really enjoy his stuff. It's really good. He's got another channel called Vegetable Police as well. That's all about healthy yeah. eating. Yeah, yeah, he is. He's, he is yeah, if yeah. So none of us watch, will watch that one. Uh, <laughs> if, if anyone doesn't watch Camera Conspiracies, then uh, yeah, just just give it a give it a watch. Even if you're not after a particular brand of camera, 
He's, uh, his reviews are just fantastic. <laughs> With that, thank you so much, everyone, for watching. <laughs> We're going to end it here. I really appreciate everyone's views, everyone's comments. Oh, and actually, if you've got a question that you want us to answer or a topic that you want us to talk about, we are more than happy to read through them and then go, nope, nope, nope. Oh, maybe that one. Nope. So if you wanna if you wanna post them in the comments below, please feel free. Anyway, hope you've had you know as good an evening as we have. And until next week, you know, thanks so much for watching and we'll all see you again soon. See you. Bye bye.